Well, good morning, Bridge City Church, Marysville. Let's give all the ladies out there a big hand. Can we do that? All the moms, happy Mother's Day. All you ladies, wow. Wow, happy Mother's Day. Listen, it's, it's a great, great day. We're so glad you're here. You could be doing a lot of things, but you chose to be here. I believe you're going to leave encouraged. Amen. And uh, listen, it's a special day for moms. And uh, a quote from a, a, a good, an oldie but a goodie, the Golden Girls show. How many of y'all remember that show from way back when? Come on, it's not easy being a mother. If it were, fathers would do it. Come on, there we go. That's right, fathers would do it if it was easy. Listen, I don't know if you, any of you thought about getting a tattoo for mom this year, but uh, here's a suggestion. Uh, here's a suggestion of a tattoo right there. Thanks, mother, for my life, okay? Make sure if you get a tattoo, you use some spell check, just a thought, okay? But listen, there's ways to honor moms, and we're so, so excited to do so. I was just making a list of uh, things that I learned from my mom, and my mom's uh, not here with us today. Actually, um, uh, my, there's uh, four boys in my family. Three of us are actually preaching. I have a brother preaching at North Braddock and one in Brighton Heights, and I had so much fun teasing my mom last night because she's in Brighton Heights, and I was sharing with her who she really loves the best. Obviously, it's not me. So I was giving her a real hard time, and she was in distress over it. And I was having fun. So thanks, mom, for going over there. But he's um, my brother Gary in Brighton Heights is one of the mi middle children, and I said that's why she's helping you out because you're one of those middle kids. And so I was I was giving him a hard time this morning. But I wrote down five things I learned from my mom, and I just wanted to share them with you today. Number one thing I learned from my mom was don't call her by her first name. If you do, you will get hit with a fly swatter, okay? And uh, the second thing I learned was nothing good happens after midnight. Come on, I shared this before. I'm a little older, nothing good happens after nine o'clock. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Um, number three, I, I learned hanging out with nothing to do and nowhere to go is trouble waiting to happen. How many of you moms out there believe that one? Okay. Number four, I, I learned this. Um, being bored is a sin. I did. Every time as a kid I was bored, that's a sin. You're wasting God's best commodity to you. That's time. I mean, I grew up bored as a sin. So if you wonder why I'm so high strung, I'm just a victim of my mom. That's all I am. Come on. And... Uh, Number, number five, if she was here, she'd be like, she'd be, she'd be speaking back to me right now if she was here. And, um, and number five, what I learned from my mom was this, and she has really lived by this. She reserves the right to say whatever she believes needs to be said, but she drops it and never brings it up again. And I'm going to say, this is something I really, really learned from my mom. She, there's many times over, over my life that she's disagreed with things I did. She'd say what she needed to be said, and she would never bring it up again. And uh, that was just some valuable lessons that, that we learned. And I just want to say that, that ladies out there, I mean, I believe all ladies have influence. I really believe that. And moms, you do. You may not think you have influence, but you do. And, um, and it's easy to think that you don't. But I believe God has built intrinsically into a woman uh, influence. A way to influence others. And a way to influence and, and, and help others. But there's a problem that most women have, and I'm just going to speak to it right now, and that is the desire for most women to, 
they, they see their flaws and they see the imperfections. But I think we have to have the right definition of perfection. You know, there's this verse in Matthew 5, 48, and it says, be ye perfect, basically, as your Father in heaven is perfect. And I think um, women have a, again, intrinsically have a desire to want things to be perfect, want things to be right. Am I right, ladies? You just want it to be right. People come over, you want it to be right. You know, Pastor Eric was coming over my house the other day. It was kind of like I said, he's going to come over, we're going to meet. And she goes, you have to clean the house before he comes. I says, can we meet outside? I'm just like, <laughs> can we meet outside? She wanted it to be right, you know? And, and that's intrinsically, I'm not making fun of that. That's just, I'm so thrilled that she wants it to be right. You know, me, I just say, come on in. <laughs> it's, like, it's all good, right? But, but there's this definition of perfect, which means complete and whole. It's maturity and advancing to an end. It's unfolding. It, 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 it's about process and progress. It's not about being without flaw. It's not about having everything perfectly in an order. It's about moving to a desired end. And how many of y'all know that we are all moving to a desired end where we, we get to be in heaven forever with Jesus? See, that's our desired end. And, 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 and listen, listen, g- g- let me help you. Stop trying to raise perfect kids. So, see, as soon as you give up trying to, to, <laughs> trying to raise perfect kids, it, life is good. No, I'm serious. Because everybody has this image, right, of perfect moms, ladies, right? But you just got to give that up and realize that our, our job is to bring them to maturity, not make them perfect. Isn't that good to know? I mean, that's really, really good to know. Somebody asked me just recently, he knows my daughters, and he, he, he pulled me aside. He said, how did you raise such like strong women? And I thought for a second, I'm like, oh man. And then I started thinking, I said, well, I guess they're, they're a lot like their mama. Yeah, I said, she, see, my, my, my wife, she got the Italian in her redeemed and she has some tenacity, come on. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You know what I'm talking about. She got that redeemed. And, 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 and they're like her. She's a strong woman. And, and, and that's what I want, I want to share with you today. But you've got to give up. Hey, moms, this is it. It's all about process and progress. It's not about perfection. And if you don't hear anything else I say today, you've got to grab a hold of that. Because <laughs> that's good. <laughs> No, I'm serious. You've got to grab a hold of this. It's about process. It's about progress. It's not about perfection. And the end result is maturity. And that, that's what we're going for here. Are y'all good? Amen. And so I want to start off. And we're going to look at a couple moms in the Bible. And then we're going, to, we're, going to, we're going to wrap it up. And we're going to look at those who had influence. Okay? And the first deal we're going to go here is 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3. Here it is. The Apostle Paul's writing to Timothy. He says, Timothy, I thank God for you the God I serve with a clear conscience, just as my ancestors did. Night and day, constantly, I remember you in my prayers. I long to see you again, for I remember your tears as we parted. And I will be filled with joy when we are together again. And then verse five, here it is. I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice, and now that same faith continues strong in you. Here it is, genuine. It's a genuine faith. It's without hypocrisy, a sincerity. Uh, it's, it's void of pretense. 
Come on, it's without putting on an act. Aren't you so thrilled at Bridge City Church? We have strong, strong women of God here. And we don't have pretense. It doesn't mean everything's perfect. It doesn't mean that we put on a facade. It means we, 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 we take off all those things and, and we're transparent. And we're okay with that. Because it's all about process and it's about progress. Because that's what matters. And here's Timothy, a young man, where that faith began was in his grandmother and, and his mom. And ladies, you have influence. And you may be here today and, and wish, you, wish you had kids or, or you don't have kids yet. Or maybe you're struggling with having kids. And I want to say you can have influence right now. You can. If you don't think a mom has influence, and you're going to want to read this, I'm not going to teach it to you. In John chapter 2, 1 through 5, write this down. It is really cool. Jesus shows up. He's done no miracles yet. He's at a wedding. And his mother comes up to him and says, they ran out of wine. And he says, what's that, my problem? And she says, they ran out of wine. She says, what's that, that's not a problem to me. Like, I'm not hosting this gig, you know? And, and, and literally, Mary, Mary, his mother looks at Lois and says, whatever he says to do, do it. Now, I, I believe in what I see here, what appears to be one of the only times Jesus did not intend to do a miracle, he ended up doing one because his mother said one needed to be done. Now, yeah, I'm not, proving, I'm not preaching as proof text. I'm just saying if you look at the story, that's what it appears to be. And so, ladies, if you don't think you have influence, I mean, you could imagine Jesus like, like, really, Mom? Really? And it's like, that's not a problem. It's like, but he does it. He responds at a wedding. And so you, you have influence. So how are you using your influence? Number one, it's having genuine faith. Let's look at another example here. I just want to look at a couple examples. In Exodus chapter two, there's Moses. How many of you ever heard of Moses in the Old Testament, the Ten Commandments guy? You remember Charleston Heston? Have you all watched that movie? Okay, it's an oldie but a goodie. Come on. And um, the Ten Commandments deal, Moses and uh, his, his mom, Jochebed. And, and, and what happened here was really interesting. I'm going to read, actually, you could read the whole story in, in Exodus 2, but I'm going to refer to it in Acts chapter 7, verse 20. At that time, Moses was born, a beautiful child in God's eyes. His parents cared for him at home for three months. When they had to abandon him, Pharaoh's daughter adopted him and raised him as her own. Moses was taught all the wisdom of the Egyptians, and he was powerful in speech and in action. Now, Jochebed, now she led with faith over fear. I don't believe what she did was in fear. She did it in faith. In here, all the boys were being killed. And so, and, and, and so she had this deal where, where Pharaoh's daughter actually adopted Moses. And then they, they, they took him back and, and, and his own mother got to nurse him. Now, some scholars say it was till about three or four. Some say she may have had influence and visited him till seven or eight. I don't know, but somewhere between three or four or eight, we actually don't know the exact because it doesn't say, but that's all the influence she had. But she acted in faith, not fear, 
and she had influence. Why, can I, why do I say that? Because Moses was raised and trained in all of the best education in speech and education in history and had everything that came with Pharaoh's kingdom. Are you with me? But he never forgot he was a Hebrew, not an Egyptian. I can only come to one conclusion. He didn't get that in Pharaoh's school of leadership. I believe he got that from his mother, even though there was a short amount of time that she had influence. She used her influence to influence him for such a time as this. For when, for when young people are getting pulled away from God, and I believe that moms and ladies, and I believe, and guys, you too, but I'm going to get to you next month on Father's Day. You come back. It's going to be good, okay? Come on. But, but, but listen to me, ladies, you have influence here. And you can influence, and I shared this, I got had the opportunity this past week, I shared with um, Bridge City students in White Oak, and, and, and I shared with them that when you go away to school, college, they systematically, within one week, want to dismantle your Christianity and get you to stop believing in God so they can get you to believe in their Egyptian culture. If you don't believe me, I mean, listen, it, it happens. It's a system. It, they, they're doing it. And so we need to be more intentional with the belief in God and who God is. And not only, we got to go past, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And we got to get down and dirty and start answering questions with our young people. Who's with me? And, and I believe that moms and ladies, you have influence. You can train your kids, and you may think, oh, it's just a little Bible story. Oh, we're just teaching our kids how to hear God. People say, how, when should you start teaching your kids how to hear God? As soon as they can hear. No, I'm serious. You gotta, you gotta get early. You gotta start early. You gotta start often. It gets laborious. It's stress-filled. But that's what we do, and that's who we are, because Moses never forgot who he was. Why? Because I believe it was because of his mother. So first of all, if you want to have influence, you need genuine faith. Second, you need faith over fear. Let's look at this next example. Um, Samuel's mother, Hannah, which means grace. And you can read the story in 1 Samuel 1 and 2. She was unable to have children. And, um, and this was, um, and, and listen, I know there's a, there's a lot of people that want to have children and, and it's painful. Mother's Day's painful to you. And I understand I'm not making light of that. But her womb was barren, but her womb represented God's people were barren at this time. See, there was a bigger picture that was going on. And, and so Hannah prayed. She kept praying for, praying for a child and praying for a child and praying for a child. And God answered her prayer. And then at three years old, she turned him over uh, and he became a servant in the temple. And then she actually went on and she had other, other children at that point. Now listen, ladies, if you want influence, it all starts with prayer. Oh, it starts with prayer. Don't ever stop praying. Don't ever, 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 never stop praying. Don't stop believing. Don't ever stop praying for your kids. I don't care. My kids are older and I got grandkids. Oh, now you got to pray for them too. My mom, who I mentioned earlier, she's 88 and um, she doesn't get out of the house often, but she says that um, her, her ministry is now to pray for her family. 
And she'll still be praying for me. She'll still pray for me. She prays for all her grandkids. I don't even know how many she has. There's so many. I mean, I great grandkids. And there's like, I, I, I don't have it memorized off the top of my head. It's like, it's a whole bunch, you know. It's a tribe, let me tell you that. And that's, um, and, uh, but that's her ministry of prayer. But the, ladies, li- listen to me, listen to me. Don't ever stop praying, but, but you got to catch this. Realize that your children are an answer to a bigger solution God has. No, no, you got to catch this. Hannah, when she turned her son Samuel over, listen, to, to, to be trained in the temple, she had to realize that there's a bigger picture here. There's a bigger story being played out. And if you miss the bigger story, you're going to think that your children are your answer rather than God's answer. We have a generation right now that, that, that are thinking like the kids are all for the parents. They don't belong to you. They belong to God. And, and they're going to need a savior and you're not it. I'm telling you, as soon as you catch this, you're going to get set free. Because many moms want to be their kid's savior. You can't be their savior. You've got to be their mama. Okay? You, that's what you've got to be. Okay? That, that, You've you got to train them up. You've got to equip them. Hear God. And you, you, you have what it takes. It's all about process and progress. It's not about perfection. Many ladies say, well, I don't know the Bible. As soon as you know a verse, you're qualified. Oh, you just got to get one verse. You get one verse, you, you, you get them to know it, and then go get another one. Bible has a whole bunch of them. Just find one. No, I'm serious. No, I'm serious. Like, like, like you, 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 you got you to grab a hold of this. Like, because we, we're, we have so many kids right now. I'm telling you that, that they're, they're living for their parents' dreams rather than the God dream. Is that okay to say? And we got to remember whose answer they really are. And that's really what matters here. I remember my mom praying over me, and um, I pray this prayer all the time over my children. And um, my mom, every night when I was a child, I, I still remember it. She'd come in, sit on the edge of the bed, and she would just pray a simple prayer out of the book of Ephesians that I would know the love of God. I remember every, every night she would just say that, that, that I would know God's love and I would experience God's love and I'd know the height and the width and the depth of God's love. That was just a simple prayer, but I remember every single night her praying that prayer. And I knew when, 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 when mama started praying, you just shut up. No, I'm serious. Just be quiet. Let mom pray. So ladies out there, ladies, you've got to pray. And you may say, well, I don't have kids. Well, then find a mom who does and pray for her. Y'all good? No, I'm serious. At Bridge City Church, we value parents. We value the family. We value children. We value people. And we value that, that, that homes are so vitally important. And um, we're, uh, um, hmm. uh, <laughs> Lauren shared a word with me today. Um, and, uh, and, and Brett shared it in, in just a different way that God wants to, um, hopefully I won't butcher this. Just pre- even if I do, just not. Okay, just not, yeah. Um, that God wants revival to come, but he wants it to start in homes. Because revival, if it doesn't change homes, it's not real revival. 
And I believe God wants to turn homes back to him. I really believe that. That was a word from heaven. We're going to pray that before you go today. I mean, we're going to, we're going to pray over that. That just is just burning in me right now. Here's somebody that wasn't in the Bible, but it's a, it's a very good example. Abraham Lincoln's mom, Nancy. He was, a, he was our nation's president during one of the darkest times in history, during the Civil War. But what you don't know is his mother sat him on her knee and read the Ten Commandments to him and read the Bible to him all the time. Nancy Lincoln once said, I would rather have Abe to be able to read the Bible than to own a farm if he could only have one. Listen, listen, we want great things for our kids, right? We want a generation, but how many of y'all would rather them read the Bible than have their own business or have the best education? Yeah. Yeah, seriously. And um, she died when Abe was nine years old. Her last words were, Abe, I'm going to leave you now and I shall not return. I want you to be kind to your father and live as I've taught you. Love your heavenly father and keep his commandments. Wow. (laughs) Wow, how powerful, huh? Love God, keep his commandments. This is what matters. President Lincoln, leading the nation through the horrors of the Civil War, said, all that I am or hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. At another time, Lincoln said, I remember my mother's prayers, and they have always followed me. They have clung to me all of my life. The prayers, the demonstration. Ladies, don't look at the imperfection and the flaws. Look at the process and progress. Look at who God's making you to be. That's what matters, amen? Because circumstances will not define us and determine who we are. They won't. And sometimes in the darkest times, in the most trying times, is when, is, 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 is when, is when we need that hope the most. I had a moment with my... Um, My wife and uh, I have a 24-year-old son, 25-year-old son getting married in three weeks. And as a dad, it was one of those proud moments when um, like your 25-year-old says something really good. <laughs> Dad's, you with me? <laughs> like some of you are still believing for that. Come on, your moms, yeah, you're still like, wow. And um, they were talking about the song, the, the mother-son dance that's going to come up, and they're talking about different songs. And my wife, you know, she's, she's a lot like many of you women out there. She can look at the flaws and look at the imperfections and, and remember the days that um, maybe you yelled too much or were a little more anxious over the clean floor than you should have been. And... Uh, and she was sharing this with him and like, like almost like an unworthy moment. And uh, he stopped and he, and he said, mom, he goes, you weren't a perfect mom. He says, but you were the perfect one for me. He said, you were the right mom for me. 
And ladies, you may not feel like a perfect mom, but you're the right one for your kids. And you're in the right place and you're the right one because out of all the moms that your kids could have, God gave them to you. And you got to get out of, oh, I yelled or I screamed or I did this or I did that and, 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 and all this stuff. And you got to grab a hold of, you're the right one for your kids. Even if they're grown and older or even if they're babies in the nursery right now, you're the right one. You're the right one. And you're placed by God for, the, for such a time as this. And when you grab a hold of that, it's a game changer. It brings it, it like changes everything from, from all about like all that stuff. And, and as we, we sat with dinner last night and my wife's mom and my mom were there and, and they were telling wonderful stories. And, and, and we, we asked them and, and, and my mom, this is her 64th Mother's Day. And, and it was my mother-in-law's 60th Mother's Day. And so he said, what, what gifts, what great gifts do you remember over the years? You know, they could not think of one. <laughs> Ladies, am I right? Like, I don't know. I don't know. And we were like, we, we, my wife and I looked at each other, they can't even think of one. I says, all this time we're buying gifts, we shouldn't have done it. I'm just telling you, like right now, it's like. It, it. It's not in the gift, it's in the memory. And I think that somehow most women look at their failures and they want to pass over Mother's Day and they want to pass over these things and push it out rather than embrace the, their time and place and saying, God has positioned me for such a time as this. How about that for a gift? That God's created you as a woman and he's created you powerful and he's created you as a woman of God. But you got to give up comparisons and you got to give up the social media thing. Mm -hmm. No, I'm serious. That comparison thing will kill you. No, I'm serious. Give it up. Stop it. You know, there's always that mother that like their kids reading fluently at three. Right? And it's like, ugh. When did your kids learn their ABCs? No, one always says, when did your kid learn the Ten Commandments? When did your kid start laying hands on sick people and watching them get healed? I'm helping you right now. This is good. Come on, somebody. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I took my kids to church and they liked it. <laughs> How'd you get them to like it? I just told them there's no other choice. <laughs> right? This is what we do in this family. We like it and we go. <laughs> Come on, are you with me? Yeah. See, give up all the comparison stuff. Give up all that, that the traps of those things. Just stop that, because it's a scheme of the devil to keep you wrapped up in you, and you can't get wrapped up in you. You got to get wrapped up in what God's doing inside of you. 
See, there's a scheme of the enemy that's against women and against moms and against our homes. And at Bridge City Church, we're going to stand up and wage the war in the spirit and say that you are vital and you are important and, 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 and all that other stuff. Come on, like you are, but you got to give up all the other stuff. Come on. And moms are important and you have influence. And let me tell you this, that important assignments come with stress. It comes with stress. It comes with tension. You got to embrace the tension. You got to feel the tension. How many of you are tired of feeling the tension? But things process and progress in tension, not in times of peace. And if you want to grow to maturity, it's going to take tension. And so you got to embrace the tension and realize that the war you're facing is not just with flesh and blood trying to get all the toys in the toy box. It's against the prince of this air, which wants to tell you that everything else is vital except for kids. And everything else is vital except for you as a woman of God. And everything else is vital except for that. you got to give that up. If Jochebed can do it, and Lois, and, and Eunice can, can do it, and Hannah can do it, and Nancy Lincoln can do it, then you can too. You can, but you you got you got to stop looking at all the the failures and all that stuff, and so it's all about identity. Romans chapter eight verse fifteen. Romans eight fifteen. Romans eight fifteen. Here it is. It's all about identity. And ladies, you got to catch your identity in Christ here. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. You've received God's spirit when He adopted you as His own children, and now we call Him Abba Father. This is where you get your strength. This is where you get your power. This is where you get it right here. Abba, Father. This is your identity in Christ. This is where you get it. You don't get it in the latest outfit or your kid's outfit or the, or the perfect picture or the perfect this or the perfect that. You get it, come on, at the throne of Jesus Christ. Come on. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his heirs, we are his, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ as we are heirs with God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we also must share his suffering. How many of y'all ladies out there have shared some suffering? Come on, I'm being honest. How many of y'all really? There's suffering in life. But we got to feel the tension that, that, that the whole purpose of it drives us to our knees. And the reason sometimes our kids and, and the generation it, it gets kind of unruly is, is to remind us whose kids they really are. Come on, you know that moment where your spouse comes in and says, your kid? Come on, you know that moment like your kid needs attention? How about we do this before we go to our spouse? How about we go to God and say, hey, God, your kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, hey, your kid you gave me, that's a blessing? My quiver's about full. I'm ready to shoot them right out, right about now. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Your identity is a, is a woman of God. And every lady that can listen to me, every woman that's in this room right now, listen, I'm speaking to you. Your identity is a woman of God, powerful. Amen. You have influence. God's created you. 
And I want to speak another verse over you. And, and, and it, it, it's Ephesians 2, 10. For, for you are his workmanship created for good works in Christ. You are God's workmanship. God's workmanship. Are you with me? God's creating you. He's created you for this. felt like God dropped something in my heart for you. And that's just a fancy way of something saying, I felt like God gave me something specifically here for you. And it has to do with diamonds. Recently, my wife's birthday, she asked for carrots. So I gave her carrots. She was asking for diamond carrots. For a diamond to be judged, you judge it according to different things. First of all, for those of you that looked and you, uh, you've ever purchased a diamond, and guys know what I'm talking about, like when you go to purchase a diamond, you get an education. First thing you look at is the color of the diamond. I wanna tell every woman here, God made you the right color. Not only that, the cut of the diamond, God made you the right shape. He made you the right shape. Do you know that all the diamonds in the world, only 1% are flawless? Stop judging yourself according to flawless. then there's clarity in the diamond. It, it has to be clear. There has to be clarity. When you embrace being transparent and when you embrace true clarity, but the last thing about a diamond that makes it special is the certification that it's a real diamond. This book in Romans chapter 8 is your certification. And you say to me, but Pastor Rick, I know where the I know there's flaws in there. Nobody's looking at the flaws. My wife and I have been married over 30 years. I gave her that diamond over 30 years ago. Not once has anybody said, where's the flaws? Not once has anybody grabbed her hand and said, where's the flaws? Did you, have you ever walked up to an, an, an engaged girl and she has her diamond? Nobody says, show me the flaw. <laughs> Nobody does that, do you? Please, if you're doing that, stop. <laughs> you're like crazy. You just need to stop. Nobody needs a flaw detector. Some people think it's their spiritual gift to find flaws. Stop it. But see, nobody does that. You look at it, and it's designed to sparkle and reflect it's reflect light. It's re designed to reflect glory. And every woman in this room right now, and every mom in this room, God has given you the right color. He has cut.
cut you just the way he wants you. He's given you clarity and a certification. But what makes it special is when God takes that diamond and puts it in the right setting and and secures it in that setting. And when it remains in that setting, it's beautiful. And my Father God in heaven is looking at every woman in this room right now and he's seeing something beautiful. He's seeing something glorious because you have been designed and created to reflect the glory of God. Because the diamond only sparkles when it has light on it. So you just got to stay in the light of the glory of God. And other people are going to look at you and say, she's sparkling again. So give up trying to get rid of the flaw. You can't remove the flaw from the diamond. You just got to take your place and say, this is the setting God's placed me. And I'm going to stay where God's placed me. And I'm going to become a woman of influence with a genuine faith. Faith over fear. Come on, somebody. Prayer, prayer, prayer. A bigger, a, a, a bigger, a bigger solution. Are you with me right now? And ladies, you are God's workmanship. You're God's workmanship. And you have what it takes. So every lady, I want you to stand up right now. Every every lady in the house, mom or not, just, just stand up. I value who each and every one of you are. In the Bridge City Church, we value women, women of God. And I'm speaking to women of God right now in this house. Every woman of God is full of the power of the Holy Ghost just residing inside of you, waiting to come out. God has placed you, and God not only placed you as a diamond. I want you to look around at the other women in this room. Go ahead and look around. Look at the, look at the other diamonds. Look at the other diamonds in this room. Just look at them. They're, look at them. I know it's God odd. Like, oh my God, they're looking at me. Stop it. Some of you, oh, jeez. Oh, no, they're looking around because you're not alone. You're not alone. And, and the voice of the enemy is trying to tell you you're alone. You're the only one with a flaw. You're the only one like this. You're the only one like that. Stop it. No, you're placed by God. And we're going to go back and sing a song. And man, when you were singing it earlier, it just messed me up. And it was like, I'm not enough unless you come. I'm I'm doing the right one. (laughs) And um, ladies, I want to invite you to to come up front and just fill this front area. I I just want to invite you to come. You're not responding. You're not, it's not like you're bidding on something. You're just coming up front to, I want to pray a blessing on you. And I want you to lead us in this song. If you, you look, put put a put a mask on if you want. That's okay. If you don't want to, right now in this setting, right now afterwards, put one on when you go walk around. Yeah. When you get your picture taken, you can take it off. You know, come on, come on, just flood up front. Yeah. Now, guys, you can stand up too. I believe God wants revival, and I believe I'm looking at re- revival people right now, right here. I believe that. I believe it. Each and every one of you, each and every one of you, I believe that with all my heart. And what power would it be when women together say, that's right, devil, we're not enough. 
unless Jesus comes. That's what you're singing about, unless Jesus changes us. That's the power of it, right? That's the power of what we're about to do here. And so, God, I pray over every woman up front right now, Lord God, I pray, Father, that you would use them in a mighty way, Lord God, for you've created each and every one of them for such a time as this. For such a time as this, Lord God. Lord God, I thank you for them. And I pray a blessing on them and release them, Lord God. And God, in a supernatural way, Father. And let this song, Lord God, be a moment where your spirit and your presence washes over each and every one of them, Lord God. Polish each diamond that's up front here right now. Polish each one, Lord God. Shine it up, Lord God, that you place them in the right place at the right time with the right people, Lord God. So God, here we go. Come on, let's worship to this song with all we got in Jesus' name.